Hey Wanderers, and welcome back to a new, kind of new series from the Wandering Gamer Network. It's the Wandering Gamer Network Happy Life Day, Life Day Christmas, Life Day Special. Life Day. We're playing Star Wars, and I'm running it. Woo! Which is going to be a disaster. <laughs> Way to lead in with high expectations. Yeah, well, I just want honesty to be prevailing through this recording. So we're playing in Star Wars, and just to give a loose idea of the setting, we're playing in the, in air quotes, Old Republic time. And what that means is I can fully ignore any canonical stuff that I want to and establish my own rules about what I think makes sense for the Jedi Order. One of which being, you don't all have to be celibate and live in a temple. Because that's weird to me. <laughs> so, not a cult, just knights that protect the Republic and call themselves Jedi. Anyways... So, moving on, we're going to do a little bit of character introduction. So, I want all of you to set the scene for what your character is doing right before you receive an important communication from the Jedi Council. I can go first. Um, my character's name is Relau Krendon. Um, he is a fairly young Syrian. They, they're the ones that have like big, tall heads. I'm motioning with my hands because all of our listeners can see that. Can you start um, describing his personality and move on to... <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. So when uh, Ree gets the call, he had been... He's on a planet helping to kind of construct this sewer system. And originally he was called to the planet to like smooth over some negotiation like... Uh, agreements that needed to be there was like some conflict on this planet and he was supposed to like mediate it and so he did that but then he got like pulled into all of these like local projects and he's the type of person who's like oh well I have some background in architectural stuff like I should really help them and so he's <laughs> like in um, in the midst of doing that what is your fantasy space night doing working in the sewer well, it's the type of thing where, like, that's not how, like, how it originated, but that's what he ended up doing because that kind of that says it. something about his character. You yeah. said you could literally be doing anything, like you could be sitting there mid lightsaber throw, and you chose working in a sewer. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin, you could have been killing people, and instead you're helping the world. Oh no, he doesn't kill. What people. kind of hero are you? Wait, what? Say that again? <laughs> Hang on. Say that again? He's pretty against killing people. Great. So, Caitlin's done with the game. She'll just stay home. That's fine. <laughs> like, personally, he thinks they should be brought to justice. He understands, like, there are extenuating circumstances sometimes, but he would have a real hard time being the one to murder somebody. I'm pretty sure he's about to experience some of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Well, now, is this the Star Wars version of you have to be brought to justice where they cut all your arms and legs off and wheel your torso in for justice? Because that seems to happen a lot. <laughs> is that how things roll in the Old Republic? No, that's just what every Jedi forever has done. It's just been like, this guy attacked me. Zip, zip, zip. No legs. Well, I mean... I mean, there's there's a reason he's not around forever right uh all right zach what are you up to what's your, what's who, who's your guy i am playing a female twi'lek named kira sindula she is a captain of what is not like a smuggling ship but a smuggling ship she like does a lot of like foreign aid and smuggling of like resources into planets that are like blockaded 
to give relief and stuff. So when she gets the call, she's wrapping up like one of those missions and has just like broken atmosphere on the most recent planet she snuck into and snuck off of. Okay, so you're on board your vessel? Yeah. What kind of ship is it? I don't know anything about Star Wars ships. <laughs> you know, okay. All right, all right. So you're flying in a gray box. <laughs> it is a it is a like it is like a sleek cargo ship kind of thing. See, that's fine. It's all I wanted. I just wanted, you know, I didn't know. I just want to know about you. I'm just interested in your life. Like I would say, like it's similar in size and shape to the Honor, except less, less Warhammer, more Star Wars. Okay, no, I like that. So it's not like a single cockpit she, yeah. ship. And she, no, it. She works with a. She she is the captain of a crew, but she is the only Jedi on the crew. And so when she goes on, like, exclusive Jedi missions, she'll often drop off her crew for shore leave, and then she'll go off and do the secret Jedi missions. Gotcha. If they need to be a secret. You know, like, other Jedi missions, she'll take her crew with her, but, you know, it's what the Jedi Council deems necessary for um, secrecy kind of thing. Sure. What does your character wear? Uh, She wears, like, not space onesie, but, like, typical captain gear. You know, like... Like, what a captain would wear if they're, like, a hands-on captain in any sci-fi. Okay. Which is what? I don't know. Like, a shirt and pants. Like Okay. Like, it doesn't look like a... It's not like a formal captain. Okay, you know, okay. Like, something, like, anyone in The Expanse would wear. They wear space onesies. <laughs> yeah, but, like, this is, like, fantasy. Okay. Fine. Anyone in... Anyone in Firefly. What do you want? Like, I don't know. I don't read sci... Or I don't watch sci-fi that much. Sorry, I asked. I think Kaylin just wants to punch you in the temple, but that's that's assault, so she just has to do it with her words instead. <laughs> I mean, it feels <laughs> Exactly what does they look like? I don't know, a sci-fi captain. Well, sci-fi captains wear onesies. You said she didn't wear a onesie. <laughs> it is a little fair since I made fun of her for being in a sewer. <laughs> all right, Vinny, tell me all about you, tell me all about your boy. Go, go, go to Mandy first. I'm still thinking. Mandy, tell me all about your boy. I'm not a boy, but... Mandy, tell me all about your lady boy. <laughs> so on a uh, rocky planet, there's an opening to a cave, and you see a figure uh, just slide out right before rocks crumble in front of the cave entrance. I have a question to ask. This is very important. What do you grab from under the rocks right before they fall? You know what I mean? What you do you have to like have reach back? You for that. It's her lightsaber. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, a figure stands up. It is a Twi'lek by the name of uh, Nui Syndulla. Uh, she is, uh, she's got green skin, long leku, green eyes, uh, and like dark green freckles. Uh, she holds uh, aloft like a, a golden idol and is like admiring it in the sun. Uh, when her communicator goes off. All right. And last up, Vinny. All right. So I'm playing a male Syrian uh, named Lenro Mundi. And he is he is one that is like unnaturally attuned to the flow of the force. He's not necessarily the best fighter or anything like that, but he can sense sense like how the force moves around everything. Um, he His primary job, um, he doesn't go into the field often like it's not never but it's just not not as often that he's out and about in the galaxy he's actually primarily um assisting like the younger jedi and uh, if they if they're having trouble or having doubts or having like 
as they're having a hard time understanding the Force, he basically helps them. He's basically spiritual guidance. Oh, okay. So are you, like, at a temple right now, like, instructing younglings or whatever they're called? Yep. Yep, probably meditating with them or some something like that. All right, cool. So, to start this off, because I forgot to do this at the actual beginning, everybody roll your Star Wars Force and Destiny dice. One dark side. Dark side. One light side. Okay. Okay. So the funny thing is, I can't write that down fast enough, so I got two light side. Mandy, what did you get? Uh, I got one light side. Zach, what did you get? One dark side. Caitlin, what did you get? One dark side. Vinny, what did you get? Two light side. Awesome. So you guys are doing real good on these light side points. So when you open up your communicators, this is what you are met with. This is the last hollow message that was sent from Knight Jossie Cult. Jossie is an Ewok woman. She's very short, so, you know, like Ewok-sized. And she's currently standing in front of her ship talking into a communicator like they do. So it's kind of like that faint blue shimmery hollow communicator. And you can see, like, snow flying past her in the hollow recording. Um, She's just standing, and you hear her... and. She's just standing, like, in an open plane, right? Please send help. It's the Life Day celebration. They they tricked us. Sector 10 does not have the interest of the best interest of the Republic in mind. I followed the guns and found something I would have rather not found, and that I'd rather not say on Hollow until it can be substantiated. This might be a new night falling on the Republic. It, It's this planet. It's evil. But if we hurry, we can still stop it from happening. I will start at the beginning. I got here a week ago. I met with Racer Macklin. Whatever you do, do not try... Right as she says that, a hooded figure appears behind her in the hollow. A red lightsaber ignites. It sputters and arcs. Smoke rises from the weapon as a pale arm raises the angry lightsaber to strike. The hollow cuts off. Oh, no! Next, you just see... um, Another hollow of the Jedi Council, which, similar to how it's shown in the prequel movies, although we're kind of ignoring some of that, the Jedi Council are kind of the spiritual leaders of the Jedi, and when it is necessary, they will provide direct guidance, like give missions, but generally it is kind of up to each Jedi Knight to serve the Republic as they see fit. Um, But... In this case, one member of the Jedi Council speaks, which is it is itself rare. As you can see from the recording, we are concerned. We have chosen the four of you to go and attempt to, first of all, rescue Knight Jossie from the planet. Second of all, substantiate any threat that might be coming from Sector 10 and more specifically the planet she has been stationed on, and how this might relate to the Life Day celebrations. All of you must proceed there at once. Do not delay. And then the message from the council cuts off. All right. Now it's on you guys. So I guess Re very quickly, but still thoroughly, finishes up uh, using his lightsaber to, like, cut some some paths for <laughs> the citizens living there, so they can more quickly finish up their freaking sewer project. So, so let me let me get this straight. You have like the most technologically sophisticated weapon in the galaxy, and you're using it 
to bu- to, to dig a latrine, <laughs> like 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 Dalinar with shard plate in a book. You got it. <laughs> so he like tries to finish up and maximize his time, and then very quickly wrap up and leave. What's the planet's name? Do we know? Uh, you do know. No, you do. I'm just trying to find it in my notes. Give me one sec. Oh, okay. So Sector 10 is the newest sector being added to the Republic. Um, so that's where you know Jossie went is Sector 10, but you don't specifically know anything about that unless you make rolls or go there and start to search. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Do you want me to do you that You can now? make a knowledge check if you want to figure out where you're going. Uh, Sure. This would be knowledge outer rim. Yes, this would be, yeah, in this case, because it's a fringe planet. And also, this is going to be an easy check, just so you know. Two successes and an advantage. Awesome. So, Sector 10 was once an outlaw sector, which in this case means that it just did not have any formal rulings. So, there were planets with colonies on them, but there was no formal government over those other than what formed organically. So... Okay, they were just kind of autonomous. Yes, and I don't want to say anarchical, but they, they would be the place where outlaws would go because there's not, like, regulations on what can be traded necessarily or how. So they kind of have a reputation for being outlaw country. Um, recently, though, Sector 10 kind of got nice enough and made the correct overtures to be accepted into the Republic, so now they're kind of going straight away from being like the like crooked villains that they once were. The main planet where there are the most people is a place called Thampus. That's the planet's name is Thampus. Um and yeah, that's that's about it. Is that D A M T H T H okay. Yes. Caitlin has it spelled correctly. Perfect. <laughs> T-H-A-M-P-U-S, Thampus. All right, so Rhee is going to hop into his little, like, one-person uh, ship, essentially, like, bullet-shaped um, with, we'll say, a little fin on the top. Um, so he's going to pop into that and head to Thampus. Are we individually going to have to learn these things? Technically, that's up to Caitlin if she wants to share that information. Okay, I guess, how well do we know each other? Are we st- establishing that before we meet up? Oh, is this like a... So, the, the was what I know, who else has been called? This is like a carbon copy, not a blind carbon copy? Yeah, I would I would say you could, you could contact each other if you would like to and talk before you get there. Uh, greetings, team. I am on my way to Thampus. Where are you all at? I'm uh, currently on Coruscant. I'll be making my way there as soon as i can this um i don't know what this sector 10 will be like i heard it's kind of a rough area but i'm i'm sure a jedi presence will do it good yeah i'm just hoping that uh night jossie is okay yes i'm concerned for her safety can i i probably no that's too far away i was gonna say can i like sense anything about her well-being from the force i feel like you can reach out with the force and try to get a sense okay let me can one of you nope never mind hang on haha i have it right here a blank character sheet is there anything on your character sheet that is like knowledge force 
You know what I mean? Is there like actually a roll to reach out with the force? Not that I'm seeing. You could just roll a, a force die. Um, I would. S- yeah, there. I mean, there is a. I mean, my so my one of my force powers is sense. Oh, okay. Oh, is that like a specific one that you have and that Caitlin does not? Yeah, there is a there is a force power called sense, but it is not. It's meant to be short range. Well, in- but that's also like where we say that a lot of these force powers are very limited power like they're i mean i don't have to make this roll that can definitely be somebody else no 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 i think it makes a lot of sense for it to be um for it to be len to make this roll to try to reach out to this planet and feel just like a general presence from it because you are kind of like the most in tuned meditative one so Vinny should yes and Vinny, you can just add your force die to this the way that the rules state and don't worry about the range stuff okay because I like the idea of you doing this. I think it's a cool moment, and it was something I was considering you guys doing anyway. So I am ignoring any of the range things? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It probably just won't be as specific as you would do short yeah, range. Yeah, this is, this is very much like looking in a direction to see if, so, you know what I mean? It's not, you're not going to get a head count or a location. You're going to get a feeling. Okay. Well, I got a dark side point. Okay. Well, that just means you can use it, but you have to mark, uh, what's it called? Morality. I think it's strain to use points or not it's strain if you don't want to lose morality but this is a like a this is a one shot so yeah so you can lose morality is basically what it is okay yeah i will use it and point it in the direction of thampus sensing for jedis vaguely because i know that i won't be able to get anything more specific than that and this is very appropriate that you would have rolled a dark side point when you look at thampus like your mind is generally open to the force in general like you said that you're very aware of the flow of it when you look at thampus it's almost kind of like when you close your eyes and look at the sun you can still feel it but this is the opposite when you look at thampus you feel cold and like a sucking feeling like a void a vacuum that demands to be filled. Um, But more than anything, you feel immediate rage. When you looked and felt that rage, marking that lack of morality, the result of that is, like, right when you did this, one of your younger pupils was, like, trying to talk to you, and you kind of snapped at them and were very short because of, like, the influence of the negative energy from Thampus. Okay. I immediately apologize once I kind of regain my... Regain my senses, I immediately apologize to that student. This six-year-old, you just see, like, one tear. He's trying really hard <laughs> to hold back. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I guess I, uh, I, I guess I'm still on a call with everyone. I don't really know what we were doing. You can, but you can, this, this is, again, I'm doing, like, Outlaws Wanted Rules. Like, if you guys want to be talking to each other, you can be. So I just got a sense of Thampus th- through the Force, and it is... It is not looking like a good place. It is a dark void, and it is full of rage. That is very strange. I have a bad feeling about this. Yes, I did not particularly enjoy looking at that. I accidentally yelled at a six-year-old. Uh, that's probably just my ex-boyfriend there. We'll be fine. Who is your ex-boyfriend? It was a joke. Oh, I I see. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, it's I was really, worried there was another adversary that we were going to be facing. Guys, it's really weird that I'm playing Gile and Caitlin's playing Sully. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. So, Nui's been uh, making her way over to her ship because uh, it was kind of, you know, parked away from the cave that she came out of. Uh, she gets in. It looks kind of like the one that, uh, one of the ones that Obi-Wan flied in uh, the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, she sets up her 
navigation to get over to Thampus. Um, I'm not surprised that you're getting a dark feeling from over there. There's a lot of uh, underworld activity. Uh, it's not not a great place. I might have some contacts there. Uh, I'll have to see when we get closer to the planet. Hey, Mandy. When, when can... I say a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cody. No, I was just going to have Mandy make a check for that. Oh, okay. Uh, underworld? Uh, you can make both underworld and lore if you would like. Uh, what's the difficulty? Uh, the difficulty on underworld for you would be easy. The difficulty on lore would be, let me look at the levels here. That is my notes on life day, not my cheat sheet. The difficulty on lore would be hard. So that's three, three purple. Ugh. Okay, uh, so on Underworld, uh, I no successes, uh, but I have two advantages. And for lore, just two threats. Two threats for lore? Yeah. Um, okay, so for your, um, what's it called? For your Underworld, you don't really know much other than you don't have friends on this in this area, and that's weird. Does that make sense? Yes. So normally you would be the type of person that would know all about this. You're very much an underworld Jedi. This is a place where you have never been and where no one ever invites you. Um, And as far as the lore check goes, um, you try to think back about this name and about this planet and about this area. And all that happens is you just get a headache. Great. So I I also want to make a lore check, but more specifically about those feelings that I generated when I looked at the planet, like trying to see if, if I've experienced that before, or if it's in the text of what that might mean, that kind of thing. And what difficulty would you say that is for me? That, that would also be hard. This, this, this information is not readily available. I have to remember what symbols mean what, well, I got no successes and one threat (laughs) and one threat. Um, when you think about Thampus, you feel that rage build in you again. Even when I'm not sensing it, just thinking about it. Even when you're not sensing it, just thinking about the planet, focusing on it in your mind, you just start to feel angry again. All right. Guys, is this just like a clever way for Cody to like put Krampus into Star Wars? Krampus, <laughs> Krampus. I will be 100% transparent. I went to a planet name generator, clicked random, Thampus was one of the options, and I went, that sounds like Krampus. <laughs> that That is 100% of the Krampus that is in it. No more. Oh, my God. <laughs> I promise. This is not a Krampus-ode. Oh if this was a Krampus-ode, I would tell you. We're not going to fight Krampus. No, no, there is <laughs> no Krampus. Krampus. Darth, Darth Krampus. <laughs> you know, you're giving me ideas, and it's really making me upset that that's not... Like, I did a kind of straight up and down Star Wars adventure, and now I'm really mad that you guys aren't fighting Darth Krampus. (laughs) (laughs) I could have gone way more clown shoes with this, and I didn't. I went real, like, (laughs) this is a mystery adventure, and now I'm sad that this isn't more clown shoes. I was serious one time. I made a serious game one time, and you guys are ruining it for me. <laughs> I feel like Outlaws Wanted is pretty serious until we hit the space base, and then it, all bets are off. <sighs> all right. Krampus could be a Gungan. Ah. Misa heard you been naughty. 
Uh, funnily enough, at this time, all the Gungans were killed. That's why they have to live underwater, is because most all land-dwelling Gungans were murdered. By Krampus. <laughs> no, by the Republic. They all just decided together. So, Nui, uh, she's uh, piloting her ship over there. Um, I... This is really strange. I don't I don't have any contacts over on Thampus. Uh usually there's at least somebody over there that I can talk to, but I don't know. I agree with you. I'm getting a really weird feeling about it. Um but I'm only about a planet over, so I'll be there I'll be there shortly. And I can't even think about the planet without getting irrationally angry. Which is unusual for me. Uh, can we converge there then? Uh, yes, everybody make piloting checks with no difficulty, which is simple. Wait, I was gonna say like, just don't roll blanks. Just, just don't roll. Uh, don't roll purple die. That's not. You're all gonna make it there. That's not what this is about. <laughs> well, uh, one success and three advantages. Okay. Two successes, one advantage. Two successes. I rolled nothing. I okay, got a so Zach gets there first, <laughs> then Caitlin, then Mandy, then Vinny. Yeah, I only have a single green die for piloting space. <laughs> Kira, on your way to the planet, when, once you like get near enough to Thampus to see what it is, it is further back from the sun than would be convenient and has a fairly thick atmosphere. The result of this is that Thampus is a fairly cold planet most of the time. So even from a high orbit, you can see large amounts of snow and drifting mountains. Um, even from orbit, it is immediately apparent where the colony is and where like the trade centers are. There is a hive and a hub of light at the warmest point in the planet, so the part that tilts closest to the sun. Um, here you can see occasional splotches of green from trees, but not many. Um, and you can see just, like, the bustling lights of a town. Um, so it is up to you whether you want to sit down on the outskirts or try to land in the middle of town. Well, I think Kira would land on the outskirts. That's what she's used to doing, you know, with the Ooh. stealth missions. So Okay. What I would like you to do is make me a check that relates to that, which would probably be stealth. What difficulty? Oh, that is going to be average. Could I say I have a blue die because I do this all the time? Yeah, actually, you could. That's totally legit. That's the opposite of how our previous Star Wars went. It was like, can I get a blue die because I'm good at this? No! <laughs> <laughs> no blue die! <laughs> well, I meant this is something that like my character specifically does. right. Narratively, like, yeah. Right. This is your jam. Yeah, this is your jam. Cool. I got three successes and three threats. So you land totally undetected, right? No sentient creatures see you as soon as you land you feel your ship kind of slip and slide and like one of the landing gear slides out and you drop into a bank of snow trapping your ship in this location Ah, and right as you do that you hear a loud thump and you see a furry paw smash into your like windshield and then disappear oh man I, I just really hate planets so far from the sun um all right, everybody, I I have landed on the planet. Do you guys want me to wait for you guys to get here? Or are we going to meet up in the main city center? I'm less than a parsec out. I'll be there shortly. I unfortunately will be a little longer, but... Cool, that answers none of my questions. Um, 
Uh, yes, I will. I can meet you in the city center. All right, I'll start heading that way. See you soon. It's really hard for me not to say thanks, Doctor, at the end of all like my snarky replies to you. Because that's what Jyla does to oh. Sully constantly. <laughs> just calls him Doc. Yeah. So are you just going to like get out of your ship and start cruising, or are you going to wait for anyone else to get there and help you? I'm going to start. I'm going to head off. Okay, cool. Uh, so all the rest of you are going to arrive after this happens, basically. So, Kira, you step foot onto a new and potentially hazardous world. And start making your way across a frozen plain towards the lights gleaming from the settlement on Thrampus. Uh, make me a perception check. Is it perception? Is that a thing? Difficulty? No, there. Uh, this will be a difficulty one. This is actually pretty easy. Uh, two successes, one advantage. Cool. So you're walking across and you, then you just feel it get a little too still and a little too quiet. And then you hear thump, 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 coming up from behind you and you turn around and see a wampa just full tilt sprinting towards you, snarling tusks and split spit flying. What do you do? Uh, I draw my lightsaber. All right. We are going to drop into combat. Can I have my advantages make me go first? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to let you go first in general. Cool. I want to chuck my lightsaber at it. Uh, okay. I will say it's within whatever range you need it to be to do that. You can wait until it's that close, which kind of means you have to go first anyways, because it does not have ranged attacks. It's a wampa and it's not going to throw a snowball at you. (laughs) (laughs) So I rolled two dark side, two light side. So I can, I'm just going to use the two light side to throw this right and get it and get it back. Um, what's it's, and it's, it's range, medium band is too difficulty? Uh, yeah, or you could just wait until it's short range, it's up to you. Uh, my throw attack says it has to be medium. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, Zach, if you bat your eyelashes at me, you can do it at whatever range you want. Okay, I'll do it at short, I'll wait. <laughs> okay, you wait for two more thump thumps, and now it's at short range. Um, I do three successes, so that... If I remember how damage works, I think that's 13 damage to it. Uh, right, because extra successes just become extra damage, right? Yes. Oh, so 12 damage. Okay. Because like one success is you do damage, then the extra successes you can either trigger benefits or just do more damage, right? Right. I'm just making sure I remember. It's the, the weapon has a base damage. Right. And then we add our, add our brawn or whatever it relates to. Oh, and okay. So how you're many at, successes? Uh, that might be right, yeah. Okay. I want to say that was true if it was uh, melee, because if it was uh, ranged, it was there wasn't brawn. It was just uh, damage plus success. You don't add your agility. Okay, that made that. Yeah, no, sense. yeah, it's it's weapon damage plus successes minus soak. Uh, do we have a um, what a lightsaber weapon damage is? Um, I wrote down for basic lightsaber six. Okay, so I have eight damage and I ignore ten soak. And you ignore 10 soak. All lightsabers ignore 10. And you did 8 damage. Yep. Okay, so you throw your lightsaber and it cleaves a big gash into this... What's it called? Wampa? I said Wampa, right? Yes. It's the thing that attacked Luke Skywalker. He doesn't exist yet. Yeah, who's that? It yowls in range and then lunges at you. Do you have any defense, Zach, or do you just have soak? I have one defense. You have one defense. Okay, so that's a black die. And melee is always at two difficulty. And hang on. Wow. Whole lot of stuff happened here. So he just got a triumph. 
<laughs> oh shoot which i think is bad <laughs> for zach well kira's dead <laughs> oh no you're not you're not dead hang on i just gotta look up what i think i just roll on the triumph table right oh that's right we need we need d100s for this don't we yeah you you roll on the a d100 i think oh no what'd you roll well Did you triumph again no oh wait oh this is oh did you roll a hundred? Yeah, I rolled a hundred. What? Cr- cripples one limb is impaired until healed slash replaced. <laughs> wow. So, this wampa lunges at you and then just latches onto your leg and you feel a bone snap as it starts ragdolling you, shaking you all around. Ugh. And it's your turn. I feel like maybe somebody should drop in right at this moment. Right? No, I'm smacking it with a lightsaber. <laughs> no, Zach could have stayed in his ship and waited. Don't blame this on me for you rolling a truck. Like, you rolled... It's like you critted, and then you've rolled max damage. You can't blame me for that. <laughs> I really... T- I really did crit twice. Well, I got two successes, so seven more damage at this Wampa. And I just keep... Trying to slice off parts of it with my lightsaber. And you ignore Soak, right? Yes. So you hack at him again and he releases you. He His jaws drop open and you, you know, so you're like free to scuttle back. He is not looking good. He is very hurt. Like technically more hurt than you. You just haven't done anything that terrible to him yet. How much damage did I take, by the way? You didn't tell me. Um, You actually didn't specifically take damage you broke your leg that's worse cody that's so much worse yeah i mean i don't i guess i could have counted it as damage if you want and it would it would have been eight damage no i'm fine with just my leg being broken now yeah i googled a wampa character sheet and they made him a tough buddy happy life day anyways this wampa is going to attack you again. well if i die i can go to bed and get rid of this headache (laughs) i had (laughs) he did he did much worse this time in fact, all he does is when you sliced at him again, you chopped at his face and you made it harder for him to see. So he's just staggering around in the so- snow, snarling and biting at nothing. Well, I'm just going to finish him off by chucking my lightsaber at him. Cool. How far away is he? Y- you know, you can chuck your lightsaber at him. You can have backed up that far. I got two lights out again. Good. I don't have to become more corrupt. I got three successes and an advantage. Cool. Can my advantage be my leg heals miraculously? <laughs> No, it cannot. How do you want to kill the wampa? Just the lightsaber just like cuts it in half like when it spins as I throw it. I thought you were going to cut its leg off. (laughs) No, I do that instead. I cut its leg off. You cut its leg off and then as the lightsaber returns, it cuts it even more, (laughs) killing the wampa. It cuts the other leg off. (laughs) Uh, Zach, you are now laying in the middle of a tundra with a broken leg, losing a lot of blood. Make me a survival check. And by Zach, I mean Kira. How hard? It's average. So that two? Yeah, it's two. It's pretty hard to walk off broken leggedness. Uh, three threats and three successes. Okay. So I walk off broken leggedness. <laughs> You're able to fashion a splint from something if you would like and a hobble off into the tundra. But I leave a trail of blood. Your successes are your one leg is miraculously healed. Your threats are your other leg breaks. (laughs) (laughs) You're tracking a small trail of blood, however. All right. The rest of you arrive planet side. Where do you all want to land? All right. Before I land, I want to do I want to do one of my force powers 4C. Um, So I need to roll some force die. 
What does 4C do? I like this. All right, I got two light sides and two dark sides. It does more than 2C or 3C, but less than 5C. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so I am going to spend one of those light side points to get vague. Actually, I'm going to spend... Sorry, I, 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 took, I basically didn't take any of my class stuff. I only took force powers. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's kind of a little bit of what Mandy did. So I'm going to spend those two light side points to pick out vague hints of what what might happen to me personally to me with uh up to two days in the future but very but it's vague you feel that same rage again and you feel a burst of red light um and you have a brief image of oh and then you have a brief image of that youngling's face that you yelled at you have a brief image of you striking him in the face. Okay. And then I'm going to voluntarily spend one of the dark side points, lowering my morality, to get a specific detail. A specific detail? Yeah. Ooh. Actually, two specific details. Dang. I leveled this one up a lot. <laughs> two specific details. I actually really like this. This is cool. It seems like it could be really overpowered. <laughs> no, it, it can't. I'm sorry. I'm pausing so much. I have a lot of details I could give you. I'm just trying to think of ones that are good. Oh, okay. Here's a specific detail. You see an image of Jossie alive and well. You believe that this is her right now in a like cave or ruined stone building. The other specific detail that you see are, um, like, rough, bandity-looking men standing around a bar, and you just kind of get snaps of conversation talking about the downfall of the Republic. Okay. Nui, what are you doing as you approach the planet, and where do you land? Okay, uh, I think I I aim for uh, the outskirts, but and I can totally roll for this. I was thinking like because she has underworld contacts, uh, she could kind of tell by looking at a city, um, kind of where the where where the places are that are. So instead of being like super outskirts, it is more like city, but it's like the bad part of the city, if that makes sense. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, roll I me only... a roll me a streetwise. Okay. How hard is the check? Uh make that a, an easy check. Okay. This is pretty easy to tell, actually. Uh just one success. Okay, so you're just marking the spots where it's not. The whole city is sketchy. But what you can see are small pockets where there are Republic military installations and military vessels and a Republic presence. Those are the oddity. Those are not the common thing. Most of this is outlaw outskirts, weird, bad areas, sketchy warehouses. That's the rule. The exception is the nice areas where there's Republic ships. And Republic structures. Okay, I I don't want to land around the Republic. Okay, structures. That is fine. You can land. Uh, you so you set down in a kind of rougher area of town. Yes. Okay. Where does I need like fifteen more monitors? Where does Len want to set down his vessel? Um, Len is going to aim for like the city center. 
like a, some kind of dock oh, okay. there at the city because he knows he's arriving last and he wants to meet up as soon as quick as soon as he possibly can. Okay, are you trying to do this with any subterfuge or are you just landing and getting off your ship? I think he's just landing. Like he's not trying to be sneaky about it, but he's not like being hostile, like guns a blazing, whatever type thing. He's just he's just landing. Cool. And last up, Re, where are you landing? Um, I think Re is landing a little closer to the city proper. Um, okay. Just for efficiency's sake, and I don't think he knows enough about the planet to like pick a location that he would know people in or is close to any specific thing if that makes sense you just put down just kind of anywhere you could find a place to dock correct yeah pretty close to the city center okay so as soon as so you all land and get out and as soon as you start walking around you're immediately struck by a duality of this place it is in the middle of celebration Everywhere there are people in crimson robes holding candles, walking and cheerfully talking. As you make your way through the city, you see the odd influences of the Republic. So, as I said, this is the newest place where the Republic is expanding, and as such, it is early construction, so there are some very nice shiny new Republic buildings being built, like trade offices and housing and all sorts of exciting new things coming to this place. But at the same time, there is still a very seedy underbelly to this that are clashing next to each other. And all the while, raucous celebrations celebrating the coldest time of the year on planet Thrampus. In the middle of all of this, a young Jedi stumbles around with a broken leg trailing blood. She makes her way down the wrong alley, and five figures all walk from different doorways carrying Vibra knives and begin to approach her. And that is where we will end. Oh no! Thanks for listening to this episode of our Life Day Holiday Special. All music from the show is from danosongs.com. As always, you can find us on any social media platform under the Wandering Gamer Network handle. We want to thank all of you for sticking with us this year. And from all of us here at the Wandering Gamer Network, we'd like to wish you a happy Life Day, happy holidays, and a happy new year. Thank you.